the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. I know you know where to start. <laughs> Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me is the uh, is the sweater. Um, I think his name's AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? Don't do that. I'm looking for <laughs> no nobody. Nobody's I'm looking nobody's for the switch. Oh. It's, it's, it's lighting up. It's we right see here. it. <laughs> anyway, yes, yes, it is indeed. It's lighting up. All right, so it is week 16, not the finals of your fantasy football season. It is the semifinals. Congratulations if you got through the week 15 hell or if you had a bye week. AJ, congrats to that in our, in our uh, Crab Cake League because uh, that was hell. I somehow yeah. made it through. Did you see the score that I somehow managed? 60-something? Nah. Yeah, aren't you glad you like, didn't play? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Okay. That would have been yeah. I uh that would have been I, dashed faster than my Scott Fish appearance in the I mean, playoffs. I that. beat uh don't uh, Yeah. Anyway, I beat it's Jeff so who literally had I think after week like three of the season, when he started out 0 and three, he had the second highest points the rest of the way. His team was on fire. Yeah, and of course I beat him because it's week fifteen and COVID and whatever other crap happened. There's a guy yeah. who put out. Well, I'll get to that later. It's I've, I've got a I've got a rant later for that. But um, right now we are watching the 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. It is the 49ers ten, Titans zero. Um, the return of AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the same offense for the first time since week nine, I believe. Not helping. I'm not shocked. Um, not I think Jeff Wilson's been the uh, the lone touchdown scorer here. He scored early. Other than that, not a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, I expect a little more offense in the second half, some more Debo. There's, in fact, there's Debo now running the ball. So, um, But, yeah, let's get moving here. Uh, before we uh, move on, though, got to remind everybody, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, follow button, give us those ratings on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Uh, we are probably there, so uh, we appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, let's bring on our guest of, of, of the hour, and it is uh, Mr. Dave Eddy. What not, is up, man? That's not what my name says, Joe. I'm not calling you that. <laughs> All right. I... Doof's daddy. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Yeah. Who's Doofus uh, daddy? <laughs> love it. Um, Just kidding. Anyway, Dave, what is up, man? Uh, by the way, for those of you who do not know, Dave, uh, Dave is a premier DFS player. Mentioned that's why the name is here. Uh, he also is the director of Dynasty Baseball at Fantasy Six Pack. He's got a great team there. We're ramping up the Dynasty Baseball articles here in the next week or so. So uh, definitely check that out. His rankings are already posted. The prospect rankings are already posted. Uh, so, you know, Dynasty Dynasty never dies. 
So uh, you got you to keep on it. Um, yeah, let's, uh, before we move on, let's do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. And, uh, I know, I know, Dave, you, you said yours wasn't uh, exciting, but you know what? Go for it anyway, man. What you got? Well, anyone that's a veteran of the show, um, that, that remembers me on here knows what I have already. Um, so we'll make it we'll make it brief right. because it's simple. Yeah, see AJ AJ knows. It's just that's it, man. That, yeah. This Blame is you. like I said earlier, this is the only time I drink is when I come on this show. So um, you know, this I probably bought this six I'm pack. I'm glad we could help. I, I probably bought the six pack <laughs> of this uh a few months ago, last time I was on. All right. AJ sorry, did you say a six pack lasts you a few months? Uh, yeah, a six pack would be six six uh, appearances on this show. Yeah, so he's got four left. So yeah, I got I, need, I got I, I a bunch to, left. Uh, probably stop drinking for like six years to be able to, <laughs> to get back to that. <laughs> and that's right. not happening. AJ, especially not tonight with the cooler, the cooler of Christmas. That is, you can't even close. It's so uh, full. Well, I can. I'm just it's it's a pain in the ass to close if I'm going to just open it. So we're going to start our night with the day two of my 12 days of IPA with the stone delicious IPA. And uh, I'm just going to interrupt you guys during the show when I crack open new ones. So we'll, we'll I look this. forward to it. I'm uh, <laughs> AJ. AJ will be fun at the end. Um, I will be hammered. So um, hopefully. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, so I'm drinking a... Brew from uh, the collaboration of two Maryland breweries right around here, Black Flag Brewing and Kushwa, two that I've had very frequently on the show here. This is an exploration of matter. It's a hazy triple IPA with concentrated hop oil. Um, I had no idea what hop oil was, but it sounded interesting. So it's like, uh, yeah, I'm good. It's like olive oil. (laughs) <laughs> but instead of from olives, it's from hops. Thank you. But I've never seen it in beer. So there we go. Something new. Do you um, see it in the beer right now? Or are you just drinking it in the mixture of the beer? Right. Yeah. So That's, maybe I've already been drinking. I don't yeah, know. no kidding. <laughs> now we know why you were 30 minutes late. Anyway, hit nope. us up with that. Uh, and our next topic, man. What do we got? All right. Our next topic here is, of course, our favorite topic, and that is... Oh, hi. Hi, Aloysius. <laughs> Aloysius says hello. What um, you just do? <laughs> I, I'm moving uh, the wrong way. Damn it. I don't... <clears throat> this is the longest read of all time. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Manscaped, everybody. <laughs> Get your Christmas balls in order. Hanging from that tree. You need them crisp and clean. You need them shiny. You need them to enlighten everything in your Santa sack this year. We're talking body wash. We got shampoo and conditioner in one. We've got our friend, the lawnmower 4.0. Of course, we've got decorations of crop mop throughout my Christmas tree back here with my choir singers. And... Forget this little treat, little little nose trim, trimmy trim. <laughs> Gotta be 
Gotta be trimming. Get your trees trimmed for the holidays. Okay? Ears, nose, other. Um, that's all Mike. But either way, Manscaped, do it. Code is still rocking right now. 20% off. You got free shipping. Use our promo code here, F6P20. That is F number six, letter P, number two, number zero. Free shipping, 20% off. You cannot go wrong with this deal. Your balls will thank you. Man, speaking of balls. Yes. Dave's got plenty of them behind him. I got got plenty of balls. (laughs) Are they neatly trimmed? It looks like they are. Yes, they're, they, they're, they're, they've been manscaped. Pen and, and autograph ink. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's jump to it, man. And yeah, week oh, man, fifteen. This, this is we a were, delicious IPA. As we were, as it says so on the label. Don't mind me. Um, as we were alluding to, week fifteen, the absolute shit show of it. Um, there was somebody, and I'm trying to find it. I put him in our Slack channel. Um. And, of course, Mike, with all his news updates, have s- sunk them, so I can't find them now. There you go. Why you pin things? Mike, jeez. Um, kidding. How dare you give us anyway. updates news. <laughs> so Scott Rainier um, tweeted out these like charts of like the top 24 players for running backs, top, you know, so on for receivers and running uh, tight uh, quarterbacks, I believe. The difference in points from like the players' averages to what they actually scored last week, it's like all in the red. And the red by quite a lot for most of these players. Last year, last week was crappy. Um, you mentioned Scott Fishbowl, and sadly, my number four overall team at the end of the regular season was knocked the F out thanks to a negative eight from Mr. Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, that was fun to watch. I was so mad Sunday night. Like, couldn't believe it. Or it was Saturday. Was that Saturday? That was Saturday. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. Former Sunday, team, Saturday. Sunday night. Like, I went in, you know, so I watched the Saturday night game, right? And I watched Kelsey and, and Hill and all the guys go off. And I was like, oh, man, that puts me in a big hole because I knew a bunch of people had had them in the conference or in the, in the playoffs that I was in. And I'm going like, oh, no, I don't know if my team can do it because I didn't have Elijah Mitchell, didn't have Waller. And I was like, I, I don't know. And uh, I got great games out of Gabe Davis. I got great games out of Gage. I got good enough games out of James Robinson and Eckler. And I was like, all right, okay. I'm right there. I'm right, I'm right off the border, off the cutoff line. I got Brady and Hill and Gronk and Cup and DK Metcalf left. And I was like, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between Hill, Brady, and Gronk, I think I got a total of negative <laughs> two sunk. I oh. still missed it. I still only missed the cutoff into the next round by like eight points. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, probably better off it happened, though, because this week I would have been without Eckler, it sounds like. Brady lost half his offense. Uh, like team's going in the wrong direction, so it's just not good. Uh, it's just bad, man. Speaking so, of Brady, though, would you have even played him this week? This Let's week, just jump back out of the shit into deeper shit. 
I mean, I think I would I mean, have had so to play him. It's a super flex. Tampa, I, I have to. Before we move on, though, real quick, we do have a question um, from Shane Clark. Just tuning in. Do you guys think Tyreek Hill will play? If not, who do you play in PPR? Pittman, St. Brown, or Gage? I mean, it's anybody's guess right now what's happening in Kansas City. Um, and out of those three, I think I'd go St. Brown. I'm really liking him this week. What do you guys think? I was leaning that way. Um, He's been crushing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wentz kind of scares me a little bit still. So Pittman gets knocked down a notch. But, yeah, St. Brown's been awesome. Dave, I, think, I know Detroit, but well, yeah, I, you got to recognize. It, I think it depends on if Goff plays. So I, right. I think I think Goff is going to play. If he plays, I, I think it's St. Brown. Um, if golf doesn't play, I think you literally can flip a coin between Pittman and Gage. I do too. I, I think you know Pittman's got the higher ceiling if you're chasing points. Uh, Gage has probably got the higher floor if you're just trying to put some on the board. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of um, go Gage there. I mean, he's been performing very well, you know, this last half of the season. So, um, kind of lean him, but yeah, that, that's a tough call between Pittman and Gage there. Honestly, Pittman. Um, they just they just don't really score through the air. I mean, obviously it's all JT on the ground, so that oh, yeah. kind of they kind of hurts Pittman there. So I feel you like know, uh, this is one of Eddie uh, Dave's friends, and uh, he planted in there so he can, we can get get us talking about St. Brown. No, I don't. Pass. No, he never wants to talk about Detroit. I, I, <laughs> I don't have friends, Mike, so that you can rule that. Lies. Out. I'm your friend, Dave. <laughs> Aw. It's Christmas season. Yep. Season of giving. Tis the season for a <laughs> romance. Yeah. Why not? Let's All go. right. So, yes, AJ. Sick off a sweater here. <laughs> oh, my gosh, no. Uh, so, AJ, as you were getting to uh, Tampa. Tampa Bay, trouble in Tampa Bay. We've obviously got Chris Godwin done for the year, ACL. Fournette landed on the IR with a hamstring injury. Uh, he's probably going to come back for the playoffs. Mike Evans is dealing with a hamstring injury, uh, so we don't know if he's going to play. Now we do get AB back, so but it's a you know how effective is he going to be? Um, and I, I guess that's that's the first question. Like, is uh, with you know in really when it comes to you know trusting Tom Brady going forward here is you know with Antonio Brown returning. Even if Evans doesn't play, like, are, is that enough to just automatically throw out Tom Brady? Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think it is, honestly. Um, I mean, Brady's just been down these past few weeks, and he's been very un-Brady-like. Now, maybe that's just him playing mind fuckery on the league and thinking that, oh, well, the goat's just finally showing his age. And yeah. And then he's just going to march to another Super Bowl championship, which I hope <laughs> doesn't happen. But I mean, it, see. this team had so many weapons going into this year because of the Super Bowl win, because everybody decided to get back on board and stay here, um, you know, or stay there and, and keep playing together. It's, it's definitely going to hurt. Um, you know, he's going to have Gronk, but that's about it. You know, I mean, are you looking at Johnson, Scotty Miller, Rojo? Yeah, we'll get to Keyshawn Rojo in Vaughn. a little bit. Keyshawn Vaughn. I, I mean, no, they freaking signed Le'Veon Bell. 
He obviously yeah. don't like Keyshawn Fawn. I, <laughs> I wouldn't either yeah, after I watched him on, Keyshawn, on like, Sunday night. Jeez, that was horrible. Mother, you gotta be Christmas me. This is some bull, mother. God, <laughs> hey, hey. And then he's he's like out at a Kevin Hart show somewhere. I, I mean, whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm trusting Brady this week. Dave, any any other thoughts about Brady? Like, I mean, you know, look at it from like a redraft standpoint, right? Like, you've probably got him, and uh, I don't know who else you would possibly have on your roster at this point with with him. But you've probably thought you've you've made the playoffs. You've got Tom Brady as you know your ace in the hole. Um, you know, the weeks leading up to last week, twenty eight against Atlanta, thirty against Buffalo, and then puts off. You know in normal leagues scoring four (laughs) granted that game was just total garbage. I mean, so do you just go back to it? Not expecting 28 and 30, but maybe hoping like in the high teens, the low twenties, maybe like it's Tom Brady. Like he's made, he's made better with worse. I would say. I mean, I think I have a different perspective on things from, you know, the, the average person, because I don't, I don't typically ever look at things for, football from a macro point of view for for me it's always at a micro you know view because i'm looking at things literally just week to week in dfs i'm not looking ahead right. to week 17 so so for me i'm looking at just this week against the panthers and for me i am 100 off of all the bucks um i don't know if you want me to get in any detail about that at all um i know we talked about it a little bit before the show but um but long story short I just don't see it happening um, for the Bucks this week. So, um, you know, if we're talking redraft, then, yeah, obviously it kind of just depends on who your other quarterback options are. Um, you know, you may have to play Brady. You might have another similar option. Um, but for, like, DFS purposes and stuff, I'm not touching Brady. And I would be surprised if I have any Bucks anywhere this week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I've still got him ranked pretty high. Uh, I'm kind of hoping Evans plays. If Evan doesn't play, I might drop him to the back end of the QB1s. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's going to get – I guarantee I'm going to get a lot of questions come Sunday about, you know, Brady. Do I start Brady or so-and-so or so-and-so? I mean, I got a bunch of questions already. Like, you know, people really want to start like Jimmy G and Tannehill. And I'm like, well, I'm not going that far, but <laughs> I would have started Jimmy G. If I, if I had to choose this week and I had to start Jimmy G tonight or wait on Brady, I'd have started Jimmy G in a heartbeat. Yeah. He wasn't going there. I, yet. I, I would have been, <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got Ayuk, I've got Kittle, I've got Debo against a much softer D. Um, yeah. Well, I would have started Jimmy G over, over Brady under the circumstances for sure. Yeah, it's a, it really is a tough call. Now, now, moving over to that running back side now, right? So, Rojo, right, he's coming in. He's going to be the guy. Yeah, at least we would hope so. Like, I really doubt Love Bell really makes an impact. Vaughn is garbage. Um, <clears throat> what's – I haven't actually seen any update on um, – oh, God, what's his name? Uh, the pass catching back who got hurt. <laughs> is he Bernard? Healthy? Bernard, is he he's is he done? No, he's done. No, I, <clears throat> no, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, hey, so here's the weird thing, right? So last week, mm-hmm. this week, and probably for the rest of the season, 
things change, you know, at, at a moment's notice. Giovanni Bernard is on the IR. So yeah, last, he's, yeah. he's, yeah, hip and oh. knee. Well, last uh, I knew, last I heard, which was today, they were expecting, you know, Rojo to basically play first and second down and Bernard to handle the third nah, down. Dude, Gio- they were talking about that today. Nine days ago, he hit the IR, so he's not playing. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so it's yep, it's him yep, and right. Vaughn and Lev Bell. So, sure. look, Rojo was actually – People quickly have forgotten this. Rojo was the better running back during the regular season last last year, and he was actually a usable player. He wasn't as usable as, say, Leonard Fournette has been this season, but can Rojo jump into this offense and be somebody who can be trusted down the stretch here in, in the fantasy playoffs? Dave, what's your thoughts? Well, again, from a macro point of view, down down the stretch for your redraft teams, yeah, absolutely. I don't see why not. Uh, I mean, you know, th- that offense is going to be different without um, without Godwin there. We'll see what happens mm-hmm. with, with Evans. Um, and then there's no Fournette. So re- the reality is unless he, unless he gives Arians a reason not to give him a bunch of touches, he's going to get the touches. Yeah, I mean, even um, last week he got 18 for 80 and a touch. So, yeah. I mean, like – He's just not going to be a much of a pass catcher like Fournette was, which is which hurts his ceiling. Uh, but I mean, or sorry, that was uh, that was last year. Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, sorry. Last week he went eight for sixty three. Sorry, I'm looking at. I clicked on twenty twenty and then looked at week fifteen, and shockingly, that was like the last week he played. Um, but no, last year he had like a fifteen point game, a fourteen point game, a twenty five point game, another ten. Like he and he had some good other games after, like mixed in there. Too so like he was the far better back last year. Uh, he just has done nothing this year. So whatever. Um, I don't know. I I kind of like him this week. I mean, AJ, what's your thoughts? <clears throat> I, to me, it'd be a bit of a reach play, but at the same time, there's so many running back injuries that we talk about every week. Right. I am. I don't hate it. Um. I don't necessarily love it either. I feel like if I'm in the playoffs and I have to rely on, on Rojo to get me to the next round, I'm kind of nervous about this week getting to the championship. I think there's a lot of people nervous this week. Um, I mean, Car- thankfully Carolina's, if you're think, yeah, think they've been a pretty strong, you know, play uh, against offensive teams, you know, and yeah. it's just, you can't take, them for granted you can't take any team for granted i mean hell don't say look it at, look look don't at don't say it look at what you know arizona's done all year and then they go in and they lay an egg why do you gotta why do you gotta ruin my number one draft pick mojo like that <laughs> no i look <laughs> I, I love that i love like that? that that uh that detroit beat them honestly i think that's the the like the best game oh. of the season you you and jaguar fans are the only people that feel that way <laughs> uh, I mean, I still think that Troy's going to get the number one draft. Oh, oh, let's go Jets! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Braxton Perrios season. What's up? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I I like Rojo's upside this week. I'm a I'm a little more bullish on the Bucks figuring things out without Godwin, without Fournette. You know, keeping maybe they're not as good of an offense, but I think they can still keep keep things going. I know Carolina's defense has been tough, but I mean, Brady, Brady usually figures things out, man, where he's not the goat for nothing. Right. Um, 
Yeah, Brady I, usually has guys to throw the ball to. Yeah, that's what helped didn't him always in New England, man. And like he somehow figured things out. Like he, I don't know. I, 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 I believe he had how many years? Julian did he Edelman, Julian Edelman, Randy Pollock. But he will at least look. He will at least have a B. So like Troy there were Brown. plenty of times in New England where he only had one guy, right? Uh, and then Antonio everybody Brown else was like chump for, uh, for quite a while. It's not like he, Antonio Brown's just healthy. Um, well, yeah, let's not overstate his his impact there. And with Stefan Gilmore probably just shadowing him, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I like I said earlier, I I am way off the bucks this week, and that includes yeah. Rojo. Yeah, I mean, look in DFS, I'm probably not touching them. You know. We'll get into it, but I think in season long, like I think they are very viable plays. Um, there's even some in DFS that I think I disagree with you on, Dave. But uh, moving over here to uh, the next topic is I just want to quick ask uh, ask everybody's thoughts about the first game of the Jags without Urban Meyer, like. Do we like what we saw? You know, from this team, any any positives, Dave? I'll start with you. I mean, probably if you're the players, you you probably love and hate it because the guy was a dick, so you're probably glad he's gone. <laughs> but you probably missed all the strippers in the locker room after the game. <laughs> oh, so, man. you know what I mean? You, you take the good with the bad. What do you mean we got to pay for our own strippers? Yeah. Damn it. Get Urban back here. I <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll mention one one positive for me and, and – I was hoping to see more from Trevor Lawrence. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't his, definitely not his worst game either. He just can't score, but whatever. The biggest positive to take away from this is the usage for James Robinson was right back to where we all really wanted to see it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, he's he's just been in the doghouse, and some of it was fumbles, but he's been in the doghouse for a while and just not really performing, but, you know, got the usage that we all really we're used to early on. Uh, so I, I really liked that um, for him going forward. And for those people who have him in, in their playoff lineups, um, that's, that's something. And I think you're going to see continue moving forward. I don't see any reason why, excuse me, why they would continue to run out, you know, Carlos Hyde as much. Um, of course, Hyde's on the, you know, injury, injured reserve this week because of a concussion. So that's going to, help even more if he can't play but i still think you can rely on james robinson moving forward um aj any other any other thoughts here with with this team uh just hide your vaccines uh hide your uh ankles uh, no um <laughs> no I, I i agree with with both points i mean i'd like to see lawrence kind of grow a little bit more yeah um at the end of the year here, they have, well, I, I would say they have no reason not to trot him out there and play him um, because they're obviously not going anywhere and they want to preserve their, their franchise quarterback or on the flip side, if they still are trying to figure out if he is going to be the franchise quarterback, then they need to trot him out there um, and, and see what he can do. I, I think overall, you know, the team is, just not good you know the, no, the talent clearly not the talent level is just not there like it was uh, you know a handful of years ago um yeah. treadwell uh, you know dave mentioned him earlier he's he's been a nice uh 
nice little stopgap mm-hmm. and plug in, uh, especially in DFS. I, I I'd like to see him continue on that because I think he does have some talent. Um, he's just never really been in a position where it's been on display, and now he kind of is. So I think he can he can make something of it. Um, other than that, you know, I just I don't really see too much out of this team. No, it's it's yeah. Right now, not much. I, I agree with you too. I want to see more from Lawrence these last couple of weeks. It's going to be tough sledding though. Like this week, he gets the Jets, so maybe we see something this week that we like. But after that, it's going to be rough. He gets the Patriots and then the Colts and drop him now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean I, that's going to be ugly. Oh, I mean nobody nobody's using him in in redraft, but you know you just for for dynasty players i think you, you're really praying that you see something good this week and maybe just not him completely shit the bed against those two much better defenses but i'm really afraid we're gonna see like another four touchdown four interception game from him against the patriots or whatever you know it's just, just it's not looking not looking like it's gonna go in his favor unfortunately so listen man if i owned him in dynasty right now honest to god my hope for the rest of the season is just he doesn't get hurt I swear, I swear yeah. to God, I just, yeah. I just, I don't care what happens. I just don't want him to get hurt. I, yeah, I can agree with you. I, uh, I took, I actually took him and Fields in this last draft because I was quarterback desperate, and you still, and you still are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sadly I am. So and I got nowhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I drafted really well everywhere else. Um, just not quarterback. Go Carson Wentz. Ugh. All right, so more bad news here. We got more COVID. Um, We got the Chiefs as Scott, or uh, or Shane, sorry, Shane Clark mentioned earlier. We got a bunch of Chiefs on the uh, the COVID IR with um, Tyreek and everybody. yeah, it's uh, it's it's not good there. So so Tyreek, uh, we've got Harrison Bucker. He's out. We know that one. Travis Kelsey is on the on the COVID list, and you know you you just you hope those guys can return with the new protocols they put in place this past week. But you know it's really just this is just something you really got to pay attention to. Um, obviously if they play, you play them, and then just hope it doesn't spread to Mahomes and and others, right? You just you really. Just hope. I don't know. As somebody who lost many matchups because players went on COVID and stuff like that last week, like it just sucks to see this happen. Uh, to have this like be the way the season's going to end on just kind of a sour note. Like fantasy teams are winning because players are just going on the COVID list. And you know, I know we can joke like the Jets are another one getting just absolutely ravaged by COVID right now. But I mean. Look, people like Marco Carter, and to where he didn't do much last week, that was his first game back. So, you know, whatever. They they got a, a pretty nice matchup this week. I think people were still kind of in on him. But, you know, he's on he's now on COVID IR. So not not looking good there. Um, we've got Austin Eckler hit the COVID IR today. We got Dalvin Cook. We got Brandon Cooks. And there's many others. So there's really 
not much to analyze with this except just next man up mentality on your team is really all you can do and hope for. Just hopefully, you know, you can find the next guy to, to get you some big points, you know, hit hit gold on the waiver wire. Maybe Rojo comes through if you had to go pick him up. Maybe hopefully 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 you had Madison. Um, you know, yeah. if you're getting Antonio Brown back, maybe, you know, maybe he can fill in for the Brandon Cooks or something like that. Like it's just that's what you have to hope for. Hope maybe maybe you got lucky and grabbed Gabe Davis off the off the waiver wire a couple weeks ago. Like that's all you can hope for, in my opinion, is that you know, you you picked up some of these guys. Like, you know, I'm in a fancy basketball league right now where COVID is just absolutely destroying and like I'm literally starting people I didn't know their names before. Be happy you're not a fantasy hockey league. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're they're done. Um you have Sunday. people that have yet to play a game all year. Yeah. So it's just Yeah, it's just like Yeah, you know, like I said, in my basketball league, you know, like guy goes on IR COVID IR, I'm like, who's their backup? And I just go swoop in and pick them up and just plug them in. They'll get me like 20 points. And I'm like, cool, thanks. Drop. <laughs> Drop them like a day later. It's like, who cares? Um, you know, obviously for the NFL, it's it's the playoff time. And that's like the worst. Like you almost kind of wish like this had happened in like week three, four, and five, right? Because then you can make up ground if you have an actually good team. But in the playoffs, you had a good team. Now you might not because you've lost Eckler and Dalvin Cook. What are you What are you gonna do? You know it's, it sucks, man. It really does. It's unfortunate that we're gonna see it go end this way. Um, look, it might it might bode well for me and Crab Cake because I'm the underdog and I need these top end players to get hurt because I've got the Gabe Davises and stuff that right now aren't getting it. So you know that's kind of all I can hope for. Uh, but I mean, like if I were to win, everybody would come to the draft next year and be like, yeah, you did not deserve that victory. And I'd be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, nope, I didn't, you, but you know what? I'll you would wear the all, championship you know? ribbon and the loser ribbon just because <laughs> of fun and take all your money. So that's fine with me. Anyway, um, with, Scott, I still owe you money. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you. I will I remember at some point <laughs> we'll again get there. We'll later. Get there. Next but topic here, not. I want to get into this discussion on some players here. And, you know, we, we've seen as especially this last week, right, with all the COVID and, and random kind of randomness that had happened. But we've also seen like a trend in certain players either going, you know, performing well or performing bad. And we're going to start with the disappointing players and this one, the first one I have here isn't really so much like as of late, but I think everybody expected him to perform much, much better last week without his true complimentary wide receiver on the other side of the field. That's DJ Metcalf. So he had no locket last week and he still did pretty much nothing. Uh, I was shocked. I thought, I thought we'd see a lot more from DK. I'm not really sure what in the world is going on with DK. Russell Wilson, I know, isn't quite the Wilson as of you know of years past, but I mean Lockett's been able to do pretty well uh, the last couple of weeks that he played. Dave, what's going on with DK, and do you trust him if you have him in a redraft league? You know, to plug him in, it's like even like a wide receiver three. I mean, I mean, first of all, I guess if you have DK, you kind of have to trust him. Um, and you know, I mean, to be fair, his his target share isn't that bad. And and really, at the end of the day, you know, 
that you can rely on a little bit more than, you know, just, you know, pop-up games, if you will. So, you know, in the last four weeks, he's had four targets, eight targets, eight targets. And then without Lockett last week, he had 12 targets. I mean, I'll I'll take my chances with, you know, 12 targets. And, you know, if he catches three of them for 20 yards, then, you know, what are you going to do? So, I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm super worried because I expect the volume to be there. And if he's getting 12, he could get in the end zone twice without too much trouble. Yeah, I don't know. I I have a maybe it's because I have DK in a bunch of places. I'm just I have a sour taste in my mouth from what's been going on with him this 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 season. Um, after the sure first after the first uh, what eight weeks, <laughs> six weeks of the season. Um, I mean, you're talking about the targets. Eight, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, you're talking I mean, about really the. Ta- oh, sorry, all what? season. I was going to say it's it's been kind of all season. Um, I mean, he's been... well, but his fantasy points per game have been were good up until points, week eight. Yeah. yeah, and then it dropped off. Like, they, and you I, thought at that point because Russell Wilson was coming back, you were like, "Oh, it's good." Like he was able to at least like salvage with Geno Smith back there, and then Russell Wilson comes back, and you're like, "What the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you worse?" Bring back Gino. Right? At least Gino was just slinging it down the field to him. I don't know. It just feels like DK is not trying or I don't know. It's just very odd. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Um, You know, he's he's dropped five passes this year. That that has something to do with it. But um, I don't know. To me, like, I think there's some up-and-coming players that – like if I'm lucky enough to have have those guys, I'm probably plugging him them over DK at this point. Um, if you were lucky enough to get to this point with DK in your lineup, I'd be looking elsewhere. Honestly, I really would because he just hasn't been performing. This is all there is to it. And, and you know, you you can't you're not going to win a championship when your when your star, you know, somebody you drafted. Somebody you thought you could rely on giving you six point three fantasy points per game, you know, like eight point five, eight point two. Those are good games in the last six, seven weeks. Those aren't good. <laughs> That's not winning you the championship. Um, See, so, but this is the difference, though, between like your mindset, though, in in the formats that, that you play in, in my mindset, in the formats that I play in. You you know you can have a bitter taste in your mouth because you've had DK every week and you can see you know, the, the ab and flow and, you know, you can get burned by them. When I'm looking at stuff from a one week perspective, I'm just, I don't, in, in some ways, I don't really care what happened 12 weeks ago. I, I give a shit less. I care that, you know, Lockett is out and that he's going to get double digit targets this week. But again, I mean, but I'll, you, I'll, I'll take that, you know, I would have thought, I would have thought the same last week. And, and I did, I was all over DK last week. And yeah, he, great. The target share is there, but it it didn't pan out. But but that's I mean, but but the process is still good though. I mean, it, you know, the the but point... he has seen. But think about it. You have six straight weeks of very heavy target share, and it literally has almost done nothing. So you could go after a guy maybe who, like, let's you know. 
let's say, like a Gabe Davis, right, who is coming up strong, right? And he's a guy who we're going to talk about. So let's just, you know, kind of spoil that one there. Gabe Davis is a, a guy who's come on strong, some thanks to injury. But, you know, he's a guy who I would 100% put over, over DK right now. If I had both of them and that was like my last wide receiver spot I had to fill in my in my redraft lineup, I would put Gabe Davis over DK this week. Yeah, see, and and never in a million years would I. Um, I mean, if you're if we're not talking DFS, so there's no salary involved. If you tell me, hey, over the last four weeks, Gabe Davis has averaged four and a half targets, so you can play that guy, or you can take DK Metcalf, who's averaged seven and a half targets. Who would you rather play? Even if the roles were reversed, even if it was DK that was getting a four and a half and it was Davis getting a seven and a half, I'm going to take my chance on volume. Um, it's just, I mean, again, maybe that's a DFS mindset, but I, I will, I will take the volume over, over anything. Yeah. But here's the thing. Gabe Davis isn't seeing just four. I mean, he's seeing the last two weeks, he's seen eight and seven. And yeah. so you have to take that into account. The last and- two weeks. Right, but, but, but the, the same last, guys will be injured, and talking. this week also you're losing. You're also going to lose Beasley, and it's unlikely. Yeah. Sanders, so he's even more target share going his way at this point. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking DK. I mean, even even over the last two weeks, DK still has five more targets. That's two and a half a game. Uh, Lockett's out, so that that's a huge boost. I know that Sanders and Beasley might miss the game, but but again, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I, you, you're not going to use targets to to persuade me from from not playing DK. Like targets are the reason that you would play him, regardless of of past struggles. Uh, and and looking at Davis too, since we've already you know pulled him out of the bag here. Yeah, the last three weeks he's been really good. The last two weeks he's had a huge snap share. Um, you know, ninety percent, eighty three percent. Go back to three weeks against New England, who they're playing this week. He was only twenty eight percent, but right. But everybody was healthy. Thing, correct. But his big thing is that he's gotten touchdowns. He's, right. He's the new like red zone guy that Dawson Knox was all season long, aside Absolutely. from obviously the games he was injured. Well, and Emmanuel Sanders has been a big red zone guy for them, who's hurt, so he's Sanders, filling that role. Yeah, in. Sanders started off as a red zone guy, and then he was healthy, and he wasn't anymore. He sucked. He just he fell off the map completely, um, and maybe part of that was injury related. But to me, if I'm looking at Gabe Davis and I'm looking at his season, if I'm macro and looking at his season long, okay, week one. Tutty, you can't look at 12, season long for Gabe Davis. It was it's been a completely different story for him. He's like wide receiver four on that team. Yeah. I guess so that. the guys so that's what I'm saying in playoff mode for for fantasy and AJ you're best at this than anybody that I know you look at like what have you done for me lately right and that matters oh, I, in the fantasy in fantasy redraft playoffs right you can't sometimes you, you've got to look at you can't look at the season long in week 16 and go oh well Gabe Davis hasn't been doing shit you know week three four five six seven eight nine because he was wide receiver oh, four on that team he's not wide receiver four now the last two weeks he is wasn't what matters on my for team him. when he was at weeks three four and five exactly he's, he's a freaking so that's why i'm saying that. it's a different story now and so look i've got i've got dk ranked ahead of gabe davis but honestly i think in my gut i played gabe davis over dk 
to to help your argument a little bit, Joe, uh, in the past three games, Gabe Davis is leading the team in red zone targets with eight. Stefan Diggs is second with four. Mm. There we go. Yeah, but are you are you just all of a sudden, if you're Josh Allen, gonna forget that Diggs is on your team because Gabe no, Davis Diggs is Diggs is still getting zone. hits. Is he though? He's still seeing seven, thirteen, seven, nine targets. Like he's still getting his targets. It's just targets. But that's the point. He is an elite. I'm not receiver. saying I would start him over. DK I'm not saying I would start him. Receiver. Is he though? I've dude. I've yeah, been watching a few I of the Seattle is. games, and DK looks uninterested. That's all I can say. Like, look what happened. That's, look, look what's happened to that team this year, though. I get Russ it, but I think it's. I think. All Russ, of that wrapped Russ is together. My disappointing player because I knew we were talking DK. I think this whole team is disappointing this year, and nobody, you know, in this organization came into this year thinking, ah, yeah, you know what? We're gonna just suck this year. Uh, we're gonna get injured. Not. We're gonna have COVID. We're gonna have this issue, that whatever. Someone's gonna lose some interest. Nobody on any team goes into the year thinking that, but shit happens. And eventually it wears on people. And I think that's what we're seeing with DK here. He's not happy. Um, This team is, you know, since he's been on it, has never been this bad. And even before he was on it, this team over the past decade, we'll say, has been, you know, a solid team, perennial playoff contender for a numerous amount of years, Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl appearances and, you know, should be champions, but, you know, they don't want to fucking feed Marshawn Lynch. We don't need to rehash that. <laughs> but I just think that, that I, I got to agree. You're, with you're proving like, my I, point, though. Actually, you're no. actually helping me prove my point is that Russell Wilson has to be the same. The whole team kind of sucks. So DK's disinterested and therefore. Yeah. Why Why risk at this point in the game, why risk with somebody who hasn't performed in six, seven weeks? I mean, I, over a I guy who's got the opportunity. That I'm all about the what have you done for me lately. But if I have DK on my team and I have Davis, I'm just going to over over a guy who has I, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I mean, you've got performed when been given the chance because of injury. That's a guy okay, that. So he's hungrier. So sometimes that matters. It's late in the season. It, it does. I'm not saying it doesn't, but. And Davis, I think Lockett Davis plays this week. Been, I really do. So this is what Davis is, though. He has been a background player for this offense. When he's been given a chance, he shines with it, and he ha- he did it last year. He's doing it again this year. Recently, you know, he's getting the red zone looks. Mm-hmm. But who's to say that that's going to continue for the next two weeks? And there's also a difference of, you know, I mean, if we're <laughs> depends how far you want to take this, but you could go so far as to say when when Davis goes into the game as a is a is a wide receiver four, there's a different game plan in play than when Davis yep. goes into the game as a wide receiver two. Like Bill Belichick knows it's going to be Stephon Diggs, it's going to be Cabe Davis. Not having to plan for Beasley and um, and Sanders, 
I mean, yeah, I'll admit the matchup's tough this week, so that that does throw a little bit of a wrinkle in for me. But I still, I dude, I don't know. DK has he literally ended two of my teams because he's done nothing since I've, you know, for the last seven weeks, and it's just well. Yeah. And I looked at him. I looked at him in DFS on Tuesday's slate because a I I love DK, but b because he put up a huge game against LA earlier this year. You know, now they were on the road. So it was a little different. There was no locket obviously. So he was going to be focused on by the defense, but he still got 12 targets and he caught half of them. And of the half that he missed, do we know how many of those were just shitty throws? But that I mean, matters, man. Like, here's the, the thing. Like, yeah, so some of that matters. About how I he have been five drops in a year, Hell, but I have been looking. Deontay Johnson probably had five drops in a game last year. <laughs> but that's the thing. I have been watching some of the Seattle games because they do get on primetime a lot, and like yeah. you watch it, and like Russell Wilson is missing, and so like that factors DK into it very. And so yeah, I think DK is still super talented, but right now when you add everything up together. I don't really like DK as much as I used to. <laughs> and that's period. So we need to move on, though. Um, next player, Disappointing, uh, who I think a lot of people were high on a couple weeks ago, is Devonta Freeman. Uh, he, he's come in and, you know, last week was, was really bad. Who at, In a week that I think a lot of people thought he would actually perform pretty well with backup quarterback in there, uh, Huntley. But, you know, he... Saw just six carries for 22. Actually got uh, outperformed by Latavius Murray for the first time since he's returned. Um, you know, even the week before that, I mean, saw a lot of work, but didn't really do much with it. You know, 64 yards, meh. Um, caught f- all five of his targets, but only for eight yards. Kind of weird. Um, <laughs> you know, before that, it was he was good, though. So like, he was kind of an up-and-coming player, one of the guys that we we – touted AJ as one of those, you know, surprise, um, you know, league winners, right? Somebody who you weren't expecting a few weeks ago to be in this position that if you randomly got lucky and picked him up that he could be good. But right now I'm not so sure. Like he's kind of like, are we still in on him? I, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know. AJ, I'll let you start and we got to go a little quicker on these. <laughs> don't, don't, don't pigeonhole me into, into time. All right. <laughs> Dave wants to yeah, go to bed. Freeman, I'm going to blame it on him. Freeman, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't really high on him at all in general because he's been out of the league for so long. And, you know, it. this seemed like more of a desperation play from Baltimore to go out and get backs that were popular and good, especially from a fantasy standpoint, you know, for a handful of years. What, you know, five, ten years ago? Um you know, Murray is one of those other guys, though. He came in kind of at the same time, and he's the only one that's been consistently playing. You know, Freeman was out. Bell was out. Bell was dropped and cut, and now he's on, what, his third team for the year this year? He's been on 27 in the last eight months, I feel like. So, um, I, I just, I mean, this this was Huntley's game last week. Uh, he scored all of the touchdowns. So, yeah, I, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm just not really trusting Baltimore's offense with Huntley back there, although because of what he did last week, it's he might be the only one that is trustworthy. David, any I thoughts? Mean, I mean, for me, again, I, I think it comes down to, you know, just our different mindsets. So it's very similar for me to, to the DK aspect of things where prior to last week, Devontae Freeman basically has had 20 touches a game. Um, he had 17, 19, 18, mm-hmm. and then sure, he has seven. And I wouldn't be so quick to say, oh, okay, well, last week it was seven touches for Freeman and eight for Murray. Murray's got the backfield. I, I, I'm, I, until yeah. I see that I'm, again. I'm yeah. sort of wishy-washy about it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, so, I'm not off. I but it, it's a discussion. That's why off. it's here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't jump off of Freeman, but I also was never really in on him. Um, yeah. But again, uh, we're, we're playing different formats here. So I look at this Baltimore-Cincinnati game, and I, you know, those are two teams that want to run the ball. So this is most likely going to be a low-scoring game where both teams are going to you know run the ball. So I could easily see Freeman getting 20 carries along with Mixon's 25. And this is a... 13 to 10 ugly game. And if you own Freeman, that's kind of what you want. I mean, maybe not the <laughs> ugly part of it, but you want it to be a, he a, to be a grounded out, grounded out yeah. kind of game and yeah. let him get the, you know, let him get his 20 carries for 65 yards. And if he gets in the end zone, you're golden. If he doesn't, well, that's kind of the kind of player he is. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's one of those, You've probably been hurt by a lot of running back injuries, and like, hey, I've got Devonta Freeman sitting there. Sure, because <laughs> yeah, you didn't draft him. You, you no, definitely, definitely not. You definitely got him on the waiver wire. Yeah. So, yeah. Next guy is a big name player, uh, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, who uh, Dave knows from uh, the shellacking the the, the his lines put on on the Cardinals such here. A I'm just, dick. Just going to remind him again. How, how are you going to uh, do that? How can you do that? Listen, Kyler Murray won me thousands of dollars before. So, <laughs> you know, what? yeah. So nah. if he just simply, you know, costs me, you know, Thibodeau and I have to deal with Hutchinson at the two pick, I'll be fine. <laughs> but no. So, again, uh, you know, Kyler the last couple weeks has struggled uh he's thrown you know two weeks ago against the rams he threw for 383 yards but two picks um ran seven times for 61 didn't get in the end zone against detroit threw for 257 yards a touchdown and a pick only ran four times that shocked me more than anything in that game that was like weird um and only rushed for three yards um so oddly enough for whatever reason the last couple of years and i know it's different different coordinators different different whatever but the lions have always done a really good job at limiting running quarterbacks hmm. uh i mean they to some extent you know shut down lamar um hurts didn't run the ball on them they, they've they've kept murray in check um i don't know what it is about their defense maybe they're so just easy to pass on but typically they don't yeah. Give up yards to running quarterbacks. It's just well, weird. I don't know why. We want to practice our in-pocket play uh, this week since we're playing Detroit. So yeah, exactly. You don't it's have like to a run it much, guys. They okay? just treat it just, like a scrimmage. <laughs> Omaha, three-step drop, throw. That's it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. So anyway, by the way, my blizzard of hops. 
Nice. My, uh, you know, the question here is, you know, how confident do you feel in your redraft leagues using Kyler Murray still? Um, million percent. knowing that he has struggled these last couple of weeks I, i'm i'm all in with you dave I, i'm not i look i've dropped him in the rankings a couple you know it's like but it but it's from like qb2 to qb5 like okay <laughs> like you're still using him um he's still I, I he's gonna run more um than he did last week maybe it was a lions thing who knows i don't that doesn't make any sense but weird um but yeah i mean i think he's just too good but i i I guarantee you this question has been on people's minds and like again the trend shows he's going in the wrong direction so that's why that's why i mentioned him so well the other thing here too is you gotta look at his pass attempts i mean he's got 90 pass attempts in the past two weeks that's not really their game plan and they've been um, behind a lot, which I, is well, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's added to it. But I think overall, I mean, he had 15 attempts the week before that against Well, Chicago. that was that crappy, rainy, slash snowy, windy game. Yeah. He, he just ran a lot. I just so think that that's a weird that one. Overall, I, I, throw that looking, I mean, looking, yeah, looking at his other attempts throughout he's averaging you like know, in the 30s high 20s low 30s yeah so, so. I, I i'm not jumping off of him yet i mean it's two bad weeks he's got indy this week it's at home i mean indy's not a great matchup um no they've been as they've long been as the line can fighting can, tough man contain them and and if arizona's defense can somehow figure out uh, JT and slow him down, which I don't think will happen, but that that's going to help him. Um, this game needs to stay close or be a blowout going both ways and there just be no defense. Um, that's that's going to help him, I think. And then he's at Dallas in week 17 for a championship. I mean, you, you can't sit this guy. You drafted this guy. No, yeah. You're not sitting so him. high just, that you're you just not have to hope it works. Him. You just need I've him actually gotten questions about sitting Kyle or uh, Josh Allen this week, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> that was the one where I got instead that, of I mean, instead that of game was just... instead of Joe Brady or instead of uh, Tom Brady, it was actually Josh Allen and like Garoppolo and Tannehill and so forth, and I was like, no, <laughs> I get it because of the last game, but that was that was like the game two weeks yeah. ago. That you're talking about with yeah. Kyler Murray, where it was like windy and snowy, and it's like it's just weird. Like you can't, you can't analyze those in the same window as the other games. Like it's just no. I get it's a tough matchup, but I'm not sitting Josh Allen for Jimmy Garoppolo in for for that. Um, last guy here, and somebody who I uh, I added last second here, and it's it's Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon was a hot topic a few weeks ago on on twitter and everybody was going oh man see all the joe mixon haters out there will told you so now and well now he's doing what he did a few years ago and even last year and you know it's it's kind of coming back around a little bit so um granted you know now he's dealing with a little bit of an injury but he's practicing in full so he's gonna play this week it looks like but you know the last three weeks haven't been anywhere close to what he had been doing now look i am not sitting joe mixon but how 
confident are you in Joe Mixon being the Joe Mixon we saw in the early part of the season uh, against this Baltimore team? Dave. I mean, listen, even though they've got, you know, Burrow and, you know, great trio of receivers, like I said earlier, they want to run the ball. Um, Mm -hmm. They they just, that's what they want to do. And I'm beating a dead horse here again, but volume means everything to me. And as long as he's healthy, and that's been part of the problem here, here to some extent recently, I mean, yeah, he's still been getting, you know, a good number of carries, but he's been hurt. And there's really, Again, barring barring health concerns, there's there would be zero reason to not have confidence um, that he's going to go out there, get his fifteen to whatever twenty five carries, and I mean you, you'll you'll take your chance there. I, I would be zero percent concerned with a healthy Joe Mixon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think we're going to get you know the twenty five, the twenty points that we've seen for that for that stretch of games there, but you know I think. I think you can expect better I mean, it, than what we saw it was last the few stretch weeks. Of but games from Baltimore in Week Seven against the Jets, against Cleveland, against Vegas, Vegas Pittsburgh. against Pittsburgh, and then he started stinking it up. You know, against yep. Chargers, San Fran, and, and Denver. And Denver's got a great defense. You know, against the, the other runs. two are so, decent too, man. And Baltimore, well, yeah, I guess the run I, is good. So I mean, that does all, slightly concern me with the production. Snap, I know the volume percentage was down because yeah. of the injury issues. You know, P. Ryan's been in there, you know, vulturing some some touches and whatnot because of that. Um, but you look at some of his his snap percentages throughout the season where they've been down, and he's still put up good numbers. Again, Baltimore, you know, fifty four percent share, you know, just under twelve points. Um, and that might be that's full PPR. Well, he didn't catch anything in that game, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but he's not. He's not their pass. He doesn't yeah, he's not do a lot pass, in the passing game, unfortunately. I, I as just much think, as we all expected. I think this is going to be. A, I agree. A, a ground out, you know, pounded out, you know, defensive I, game more so than. Yeah, the but first, the Ravens' the secondary is so beat up. I think that's how the the Bengals are going to have to win this game. And oh, even yeah. before the secondary was beat up, that's how you could beat the Ravens. Was passed. Yeah. So, I am. Limiting, I'm lowering the I'm lowering the ceiling on Mixon this week, but I still think I mean, he's, I would he's lower absolutely it for week 17 too against yeah. Kansas City. I mean, yeah, I their agree. defense has really come on in the last handful mm-hmm. of weeks. Um, That's a good point. They're they're not a pushover defense at this point, so it's definitely a good point. I, yeah, I, I mean, I've got Mixon all the way to RB 12 this week, and yeah. I honestly could go lower, but I. I think I he's, yet. he's easily he's falling in. into RB2 territory yeah. for me. So let's talk about some positive here. And uh, probably the most surprising player and random maybe winner for, for some teams in, in week 15 was Mr. Duke Johnson. <laughs> what? Where did this come from? Um, guy Houston. just blew up, man. A hundred. Yeah, and they were playing the Jets. Or was it was it Houston? No, he he. I said he came from Houston. Right, it was okay. it was a joke. Uh, anyway, I get um, I, I missed it. Sorry. Anyway, um, over your uh, your Santa hat there. So, <laughs> go Hokies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean Duke Johnson got the got 
a ton of carries last week. I think it was like 22 or something like that, 100-something yards, two touchdowns. Like, I, I think a lot of this was, you know, due to Gaskin being on a snap count because he was returning from COVID. Ahmed, Ahmed was the same way. But, I mean, maybe he's like a flex-type player. Is he in that conversation at all for you, Dave? Or are you just like, no, that was a one-week thing for Duke Johnson? Listen, running backs don't matter. Um, it, it's situational. Um, he was in the right situation. You you could have put a lot of people back there. Um, again, that I keeps coming down to. I, I've been saying this the whole show: volume, 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 mm-hmm. and volume. He got what did you say? Twenty two carries. It was twenty two carries. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, no shit. Um, <laughs> and it was against. Happens. By the way, your Jets. So, yeah. Who? Uh, so you mentioned stunk, stink, yeah. stank. Against yep. stinks, stinks, you stunk. get 22 Whatever. carries against backwards. the worst rushing defense in the league, and that's what happens. So, unless Duke Johnson's gonna face the Jets again and get 20 carries again, it's just, it's just, it, yeah, he's the, one the Saints, it against Tennessee. It's not looking nope. likely. He's not somebody I'm really trying to plug in now. I mean, look, I get it. Teams are decimated by running back injuries right now, so you might get stuck having to use him. You could have worse options, I suppose, but he's not somebody I'm really loving right now. Well, I got him in RB 35, and he'll probably drop once a few players come off COVID or yep. you know get cleared and things like that. So yeah, uh, he, 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 had, he will not get a touch. Exactly. I I don't I, think he'll I, not get a touch. They did if, if sign Gaskin him. and Ahmed come back. He's not getting a touch. Uh, I I don't I don't. Well, but Gaskin Both was there last week. Both of them were. They were both last the last week. So that yeah, that's the I mean, thing. They were. They but, were. They, right. They were. Yeah. I, I think present. I think Duke earned himself a role. This is not going to be anywhere close to what I we disagree. saw last. week. Actually, I, I'm completely disagree. He didn't even do anything. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So I I think Duke. Does, I mean, they did sign him to the active roster for a reason. I don't think you do that yeah, if you don't want to at least. Yeah, that's the reason. Exactly. Yeah, a couple yeah. of shit. Our entire running set sick. Well, no, Dude, you you don't have to sign him to the active roster. You can keep him on the practice squad and then just pull him up well, for yeah. the one week. Yeah, you don't have you to sign him to the active fifty-three man. But because you know. of that explosion, if you send him back to the practice squad, you don't think no, someone's that's true. Be like, hey, <laughs> we need you over here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Houston, Houston, we have so a next next guy up, which is a bit of a different situation. It feels like his stock is actually going up, kind of normally, and it's Devin Singletary for the Buffalo Bills. This is a team who has been desperate to find a running game this year. Not that I think they have like randomly found gold with Devin Singletary, because we know it's probably the same old Devin Singletary, but. Um, sounds like the coaching staff and the team is saying that he's their guy now. He's the guy that they trust um, over Zach Moss, over Matt Breida. Do we have any sort of hope that Devin Singletary can be a useful player in the playoff run here? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if he's going to lead that backfield in carries, um, I mean, you, you know, the biggest concern is that, you know, Josh Allen is more their goal line back. Um, right. You know, or Zach Moss, of course, if you know if he's in there. Um, so yeah, if they play he, him, <laughs> well, right, exactly. You know, healthy oh. scratch Moss coming in. So here. <laughs> un- unfortunately, you're probably not really looking to get touchdowns from him, so that severely limits any sort of ceiling you could get from him. Right. But yeah. if you're going to give me a running back that's going to get you know 15 carries, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take my chances. 
Yeah, he could I, break a, a you know thirty-five yard run for the touchdown because he's that in that think, zone there. You know, the twenty between the twenties or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, just just to, just to tell you, in the red zone last week, De- Devin Singletary saw five attempts. Well, in the red zone is different than at the goal line. I mean, okay. How about yeah. let's say okay. uh, let, let, let's look at inside the five inside zero. The five. Sorry, yeah. inside the that's, five zero. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what matters. Right. Runs at the eighteen yard line don't you know make my yeah, yeah, wiggle, okay. you know. I'll, I'll give that to you. Yeah. Um. They don't uh, they don't uh, get my motor running if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> weirdly, weirdly enough, they like didn't almost did they not have any place inside the five because uh, noticing. I'm noticing Josh Allen has zero attempts inside the five, zero one attempt inside the ten. They just score from outside the entire game. And that's weird. I mean, hey, if you can do that and you're scoring touchdowns, then you're winning the game, right? Right. Yeah. So Josh Allen inside the twenty was seven for four for just three touchdowns. Score more than your opponent. And then Singletary had five rushes inside the twenty, but then like nothing inside the ten. <laughs> and Josh Allen only touched the ball one time inside the ten. So that's and that was bizarre. a kneel down. <laughs> it might have been. Um, all right, another interesting one. And uh, Dave, sorry, gotta do it to you, man. Craig Reynolds, who is this guy? And like, literally, if if Swift and Williams don't return, right? Is he somebody that you're just going? All right, I mean, he's getting again. He's getting all the work, right? Is it somebody you can rely on? He's looked good. What same running backs don't matter, Joe. Um, <laughs> right. you, you put guys in the right situation, um, and, and that's the kind of stuff that happens. I mean, to, to be quite fair, the Lions have one of the better offensive lines in football, and they have been healthy the last couple weeks. So mm-hmm. you could put a lot of guys back there last week and give them the touches that, that Craig Reynolds has, and you're going to be great. It's just another name on the back of a jersey, man. Um you know, if if Swift or Williams is healthy, either one of them completely wipes out Reynolds. I mean, he might get, you know, whatever four or five, six carries, but right, um, yeah. Unless he's in the exact same situation he was in last week, and even then, I mean, it, it's still you know, it's not like that's the guy you can rely on. It's it's just he's the guy that's back there running the ball. It doesn't matter who he is or what his name is. It's just it's just the right situation, man. Yeah, yeah, and. Going back to you know the the Duke Johnson thing, obviously, because I wanted to make this point earlier, he had fifty eight percent snap share and twenty two carries. Well, Gaskins had thirty seven percent and ten carries, and he basically had half the amount of yardage that Duke Johnson did. So, had he gotten that other ten carries, which he very well likely would this week, if he's fully healthy. You know, Duke Johnson's going to be relegated back to the practice squad in another week. Um, you know, or I guess he can't be since they signed him from the squad. But yeah, they can cut him though. They, yeah, they could. They could cut yeah, him. So, could. Um, but yeah, I mean, with with Reynolds, I I agree. I think it's a it's a situational thing. You know, you saw what Williams did when Swift was out the first week, and Williams had a, a monster game great you know we we kind of saw that from him we knew that he had that ability coming out of green bay to you know fill in um and then he gets injured and it's that next man up so i i agree with dave on this one 
Yeah, it, yeah, it's all, it's all dependent on who's healthy. But um, if obviously if those guys, if Swift and, and Williams are not healthy, Reynolds is somebody that I think you can you can rely on. Yeah. Speaking um, of family drama, another... I'm now drinking some family drama. <laughs> Holy crap! You're I'm on, the, uh, Adams winter, I'm on the Sam Adams winter. I'm on the Sam Adams winter lager. Hey guys, Wine guess what? Wine. I actually drink something besides IPAs, only during the winter. Liar. He dumped it out and poured an IPA into it. It's <laughs> Let me crack it. Something or other. Half. <laughs> I don't want crack it. <laughs> you saw me. You saw me pop it. Um, no, I didn't. I got the bottle right. I got the bottle. Bottle top right here. Anyway, another Detroit Lion, Dave. Amon Ron Saint Brown. Dude's been a baller, man. Talking about volume 12, 12, and 11 in the last three weeks. Been killing it, man. Um, I mean, it, hard pressed, man, unless you've got like the absolute studs. You know, hard pressed to find a lot of guys, in my opinion, that I'm starting over Amon Ron, especially this week. You agree? Well, I mean, like so many of these things we talk about, I mean, it's so much of it becomes situational dependent, you know? I mean, what what happens when your top two running backs are out? And what happens when your Pro Bowl caliber tight end is out? All of a sudden, you're, right. your quote-unquote number one receiver um, gets, you know, gets to where, you know, even though he might not be a big name, He's still fourth in the league in targets in the last three three uh, three weeks. So three weeks, yep. Again, you, you've got a perfect storm of things that that have to happen. You know, uh, you got to have golf in there. You've got to have Swift and Williams out. Hawkinson's already out. I think even if Swift and Williams are back, yeah, it's, we see a little decrease. No, for you don't see Rob, a little but decrease dude, because, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We get to see them play Atlanta. I mean, come on. But Swift Swift is gonna take eight to ten of those targets. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe not directly from St. Brown, but if, if, if they've got a relatively full complement, he's not going to get, you know, 12 targets again. He, it, I could easily see him. I mean, if he had five targets next week or this week or whatever the hell, that would not be a surprise to me. Some people might go, oh, what the hell? What what happened to him? Well, situation is what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, if, if Tim Boyle's back there, then I don't care who's else. Oh, well, yeah, field. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but, I mean, Swift is a target monster. All of yeah, but he's back there. But he, here's he the thing. Gets... So, like, even if even if uh, Swift is back and he gets, you know, eight targets, let's say, right, uh, we had no Hawk. So, like, yeah, you might lose. I mean, how, how, I don't know. How many was, was Reynolds? I mean, anything? I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, since Reynolds yeah. has been there, you know, him and golf have a connection. I'm, I'm just saying, yes, it's been a nice uptick. He's been fantastic the last three weeks, but this is kind of a trap that people will fall into in, in DFS is they'll, they'll chase past performance. And, you know, now is not the time you want to start buying in on St. Brown. You want to get it on guys before they start to become super popular. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to play this sneaky Sam Brown. No, it's not sneaky. Everyone knows about <laughs> Everybody him now. knows he's good now. So, yeah, no, you I know, the, the sneaky play fine. for St. Brown was two weeks ago, you know, whenever, you know, he was in a good situation and, you know, he hadn't done a whole lot all year long and all of a sudden he has a nice game. And then right. you play him last week a little bit and now he's just, you know, now it's not now it's not a surprise. Now everybody knows about him, but yeah, I mean, and so now everyone knows about him. But also, you're going to have probably well, we'll see. But if Swift and Williams are back in there, 
all of a sudden now he's got a bunch of competition and mm-hmm. then people are going to wonder, Oh, what the hell, what happened to St. Brown? Well, nothing. He's still the exact same player on the exact, you know, same offense. It's just the pieces around him are better and there's just not as much for him to, you know, not a big piece for him to take. So, yeah, um, I, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's not a guy you should be targeting in any fashion. Yeah. Right now with Swift and Williams still kind of in limbo, I have him, in the lower part of the wire receiver two. Yeah, that's fine. Discussion. Um, when the, if those two come back, he drops probably into wide receiver three flex territory. I mean, he's but got he's a tough match this week though. I mean, he, he's going up against one of the better corners in the league. Um, I, I mean, I guess that he may not get shadowed by any stretch. Um, but I mean, I, I would not be banking on St. Brown this week. If you're banking on St. Brown this week, you're probably going to be disappointed. Yeah. Huh? Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, the other thing you look at, too, is, again, the volume. The last three weeks without those complimentary players, it's been crazy. Yeah, top five in the but league, yeah. before that, you got four, four, six, five. Uh, well, that was also with Hawk none, there, too, you know? so that, that matters. Well, yeah. And now in Hawk, Seven, Hawk eight, will not eight. be there, and we know that. I mean, right, four but, yeah. weeks, four, but five, and six. without a lot of those games, too. True. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And Williams four. has missed a lot of time. I mean, they, they've never really been fully healthy. Yeah, not that it would. So matter, but. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I like him. I'm happy that I grabbed him in my home league um, before the playoffs started. So he was on my roster, and I can have him as a potential really late round keeper for next year. But other than that, you know, I'm, you know, he's got he's on the road the next two weeks. At Atlanta, at Seattle, who's a dumpster fire that we already talked about. You know, I kind of like him week 17, but again, it depends on who's there, who's healthy, and who's going to play. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. All right. So uh, in in lieu of time here, I'm going to skip to the last one here, and it's going to be Tyler Boyd. Um I don't really know what to think about Tyler Boyd. He had a really good week 15, but he's been pretty disappointing you know, he's he's third on that team in targets for sure after Chase and and Higgins. Um I mean, do we buy into like Tyler Boyd as like a flex play, you know, considering he, he played really well last week and I feel like he played decent enough the week before to where like people are kinda like wondering if we need to use him or not. It's just um Dave, what what's your quick thoughts on on Tyler Boyd? I mean, I, I mean, he's their number three receiver, like without question. Um, like I said, I, I, they like to run the ball, so when they can, they're going to pound the ball with Mixon. Mm-hmm. What you're looking for with Boyd literally is is matchup based. Um, you're looking, he plays out of the slot, so you're looking for a good opportunity for a slot receiver to have an advantage. Um, obviously. You know, you know the Baltimore passing, you know defenses, whatever. So, you know, even with running the ball with Mixon, somebody's likely to have a good game. You really have to flip a coin, though. And is it going to be Higgins? Is it going to be Chase? Or is it going to be Boyd? I'm not going to take a one and three shot. Um, so, yeah. you know, you, it, it's hard. I mean, Boyd is playable. Um, is he a flex consideration? Yeah, sure. But yeah. if you're banking on him, you're in trouble. But he, yeah. he could have. I think that's the most I'd go for game. him right now. And I mean, I think the most surprising thing, which is why he's making a little bit of noise right now, is that it was against Denver, who has been kind of shutting a lot of people down. Yeah, right they. And so that was good. that was the one surprising thing is that 
But granted, it was a 56-yard yeah. touchdown catch that kind of propelled that day. That would so, get you points real quick, won't it? Of course. Yeah. Um, there's there's ten points I, around yeah, the when board. When you have right. ninety six yards on the day and fifty six of them were for one of your five catches yeah. with the tutty, I mean, it's you know Denver's going to give that up. Anybody's going to give that up at some point during right. the year and still be a solid defense, like especially against a number three receiver. Um, you know, I I like Boyd, but. Baltimore, yeah, he could he could Their do pass well against them. Is very pass defense lots sucks, of holes, man. But he he had seven targets, only caught four of them for thirty nine in in their first meeting. No, um, totally and, different and game. Cincy by the way. destroyed them. Um, Kansas City again, you know, not an easy defense to be against. That's a you know a very meaningful game. All of these games for. Since he are meaningful at this point, um, you know, they're in in the running to potentially win the division. Uh, correct right. me if I'm wrong, but no, they are. They are. So, you know, anybody and, win the and two division of their three games are against Cleveland, division opponents. Like. <laughs> um, so I, I think I like Boyd, but if I have some better options, I'm I'm not against benching him this week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's jump into some injuries here. And AJ, I'll, I'll lead the way oh, with quarterbacks. Um, Lamar Jackson. What? Yeah. We'll try to rip him as fast as possible here. Lamar Jackson, questionable with an ankle, has not practiced yet this week. Um, well, I mean, we saw Huntley already. I mean, I think everybody can sort of breathe a sigh of relief there in, in Baltimore and say that, you know, he's he can get the job done. Um, he played very, very well. Uh, Sam Darnold, questionable. Cam Newton's going to get the start, but saying that Sam Darnold's going to get some run. And I'll be honest, man, I wouldn't be surprised to see if uh, Sam Darnold finishes the game. Cam Newton has been absolute garbage. Uh, Justin Fields, questionable with an ankle limited practice Wednesday. Nothing really saying he's not going to play. Baker Mayfield on the COVID IR should be ready for the game. But again, something you got to worry about here. As we've mentioned before, Jared Goff, um, COVID IR. Um, Wow, that's a long note here. Goff said in a radio <laughs> interview um, that I'm trying to – he tested positive on Monday. Just read it. You're not going to paraphrase it. Whatever. Uh, Eric Woodyard on ESPN reports, I'm feeling good. It's pretty much a mild cold. I'm feeling fine. I had some symptoms popped up Sunday night uh, after the Lions win, and that's it. So I don't know what that means, but he tested positive. So – Whatever. Um, but we got to see if he can clear the new protocols. Teddy Bridgewater is out with that nasty concussion. Uh, feel for him, man. Hopefully he gets better. Aaron Rodgers questionable with a toe. Dude's going to play. COVID. Uh, yeah. Tovid. Tovid, right? Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, limited practice Wednesday with ribs. He's going to play. Jalen Hurts probably going to play with the ankle. <coughs> Excuse me. Daniel Jones, IR. Speaking with of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> My mic's now got it. <laughs> right. Uh, running backs. James Conner, questionable with a heel, did not practice this past Wednesday. Kareem Hunt is out with COVID. Uh, Tony Pollard is dealing with a foot injury, but probably going to play through it like he did last week. Javante Williams, knee, limited practice Wednesday. Melvin Gordon did not practice to, uh, yesterday with that hip and thumb injury, so something to keep an eye on there. 
We've mentioned uh, DeAndre Swift uh, is dealing with a shoulder limited practice yesterday. So, you know, again, something to keep an eye on. We got uh, Aaron Jones questionable with a knee injury, limited practice, likely to play. James Robinson, same news as always, probably going to play. Uh, David Johnson, nobody cares. Josh Jacobs, illness, sorry. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, True. questionable with an illness, didn't yeah. practice Wednesday. Um, Austin Eckler, as I mentioned, obviously he's, I don't know if he's been ruled officially out, but he's on the COVID IR. Um, I did know that part at least, but I didn't know he was ruled out. Uh, Mike, is there something that I should know that I hadn't read yet? Is he officially out? He's ruled out. Is he? Okay. Well, that's new. I don't okay. Know. I, don't I had not read that yet. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that. He I just saw that he out. went on it. I didn't know that he was like done. Um, so yeah, huge news. Go Test get Justin Jackson. COVID. Yeah, but if he has so vaccine and doesn't show, yeah, yeah, but if he, but as he said, like if he has, if he has the vaccine, it said it wasn't until Wednesday he was officially deactivated. This is on the uh, IR. Doesn't mean he's been ruled out because you can yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's out yet. I really he, don't. He's vaccinated and has a chance to play. There we go. So he's not out. If yet. he can test out of the Niffles COVID. 19 protocol oh sorry nfl um yeah so uh not ruled out yet all right david harris questionable with a hamstring thank you for that information aj you're welcome andre stevenson questionable with an illness did not practice wednesday saquon barkley dealing with an ankle same news jordan howard knee limited practice miles sanders didn't practice today with a quad uh, Alex Collins has been removed from the COVID IR. Not that anybody cares about that anymore. Antonio Gibson, obviously questionable, but this time due to a toe injury, limited practice. But would... my guess is he's going to play. So, but yeah, okay. Let's Let's go. The wide receivers, Rondale Moore, questionable ankle, DNP Wednesday, Emmanuel Sanders, nobody cares about you anymore, questionable limited practice because of the knee on Wednesday. Cole Beasley, you're out, got the Cole Beasley. You're not even vaccinated. You might as well just live in California. I don't understand how you, you go, Dennis. Buffalo. Or Richard, sorry. DJ Moore, questionable with a hamstring. He is a GTD, game time decision. Allen Robinson is out. COVID still on the list. Jarvis Landry is questionable. COVID IR possibly could play this Saturday. Merry Christmas if he does. Or not Merry Christmas. Cortland Sutton questionable with a wrist. Limited practice Wednesday. MVS out. COVID IR. He was just placed there on Tuesday. Brandon Cooks we already mentioned. Out. covid er. Uh, LaVisca Chenault is questionable. Who cares? It's the Jags. Uh, Tyreek Hill out. COVID IR. Jalen Guyton out. COVID IR. Will Fuller out. Not a surprise. <laughs> um, Adam Thielen questionable. Ankle limited practice Wednesday. Nelson Aguilar questionable. Concussion symptoms DNP Wednesday. Kendrick Bourne out. COVID, er, still has a chance to play though. Sterling Shepard, er, Achilles. Kadarius, Tony, Tony, Tone is out with an illness expected back today. 
I would assume that's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> um, I do not know if he was back today. So Jameson Crowder, questionable calf DMP Wednesday. Tyler Lockett, questionable covid er close to coming off of it, though. I think he, he's been activated, actually. Okay, there you go. DK Metcalf hates his life right now and his team. Uh, <laughs> questionable with a foot, a.k.a. I don't give a shit about this team. Antonio Brown, questionable, not in game shape, ankle, limited practice Wednesday. Curtis Samuel, questionable, hamstring, LP Wednesday. Tight ends, we got Zach Ertz, spelled with an S. I'm on Burgundy. <laughs> uh, questionable with a hamstring, limited practice. <laughs> Wednesday, we got Travis Kelsey in your face. Uh, COVID er um, may have a chance to come back. I don't know if he's yeah. been officially ruled out. Mike, what's your take on it? Has he been officially ruled out by you? They haven't. They haven't. Or yeah. by not. I you? I got rid of the Darren ads. Waller. Questionable. Right. Stop talking over me, Dick. I like it. Waller. Questionable. <laughs> knee back. Ow. My knee. My neck. My back. Did not practice Wednesday. Foster Moreau questionable abdomen thigh limited practice wednesday if neither of them play i don't know who the hell their other tight ends are um they may bring gruden back uh tyler higby covid er still on the list troutman out covid er and pat fur is questionable with a concussion i'm still drinking let's go to dfs all right Sounds good, man. So, all right, man, Dave, this is the reason why I brought you here is the DFS talk. It just took an hour and a half to get here. Uh, well, I've been here for more than an hour and a half, goddammit. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> th- thanks to AJ. Um, <laughs> so, week 16 <laughs> DFS plays. Stop talking over me, damn it. Um, <laughs> I always talk over you. I know you do. All right. So, our week 16 DFS plays, uh, we use DK scoring. So,. We start with our stacks and our smash plays. Um, so give me a stack or two that you are really leaning toward using this week and why. Well, I'll give you a stack and a variation of it. Um, and then I'll give you another one. So the, the most obvious thing to, to stack this week um, is going to be the Rams and Vikings. So. Um, you're going to do that with Cup. You're going to do that with Jefferson, um, especially with Devin Cook being out. Most people are going to gravitate towards putting Stafford in there with Cup. That's obviously a, a fine play. I think you can get a little bit more unique, and you could do that with Cousins instead. Save yourself a little bit of money um, mm-hmm. and be a little bit more unique because um, I think a lot of people are going to play um, Cup and Jefferson. They're probably going to be two of the top five overall plays. Um, you don't say top two at, at receiver. <laughs> if you want to go a little bit different, um, you can save a ton of money and you still can play Jefferson and cup because they're very nicely correlated together mm-hmm. and, you know, opposing each other. And I think that just straight value wise, this isn't saying that I necessarily love these plays. They're just cheap, solid values. Um, so you can spend money elsewhere right. on guys like cup and Jefferson. And I'm thinking Justin Fields and putting him with Cole Komet. A lot of times with your stacks, you want a run back option. Um, I think in this situation, you could not do that. You don't necessarily have to play a Seahawk because I don't want to play DK Metcalf this week. I know we talked about him earlier. 
um, but his price makes him prohibitive uh, in DFS. <laughs> so you would either want to go with maybe like um, like a Freddie Swain if you want to run it back. I would just prefer no run back. And if you want to put Fields out there just naked with no commit, that also makes a lot of sense. But commit makes for a nice, you know, kind of a punt tight end without actually, you know, a real punt tight end. Yeah, lo- um, I mean, Lockett would be somebody that if he's actually healthy, and it sounds like he will be, would be somebody interesting, but he's probably a little too high at 6,700 uh, to be able to go yeah. after the cup at Jefferson as well. So, uh, yeah, I think if you're playing fields, you, you should not anticipate you worry need to bring about back. the, the you're, you're playing him because he's a good value, not because you think that game is going to smash the over. Yeah. Um, what so. about uh, what about a stack? And, and can I, I like the matchup a little bit just because that pass defense has been decimated and they weren't good to begin with? It felt like it's Joe Burrow in any of them. I don't, uh, I don't like, like it. I don't, don't like it this week. No, and like I said, and it comes down to, you know, Cincinnati has proven all year long that they want to run the ball. Um, and so this is going to be, I think, one of those divisional matchups where both teams are going to try to pound the rock. I think it's going to be low scoring. So when there's a game that I think is going to hit the under, then I have zero interest in stacking that game. Right. Um, and I really don't have a lot of interest in playing anybody from that game, maybe outside yeah. of Joe Mixon. Yeah, and so it sounds like you're kind of off, like the top tier, uh, the top tier quarterback stacks, kind of like I am too. Like I don't really want anything to do with Kansas City and Allen and Brady and uh, Herbert. Sort of, I, I kind of like that. If you were going to pay up for it, I guess Herbert could be the one because it is Houston. But like that could also be one of the ones where like they just run the ball because it's Houston and. They don't need to pass. So, like, who are they going to run it with if your boy Eckler's out? I mean, he's oh. already been deemed out by. Uh, well, well, Jackson's, Jack Jackson? Jackson's going to be a smash in DFS. Yeah. Well, yeah, so yeah. that would be an um, absolute that smash. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, spoiler forty two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. He, but he I mean, like, but it sounds like Dave that you're kind of off those top priced, at least from a quarterback standpoint, stacks. Is that? Accurate. Well, I mean, I would say the most popular stack by a mile is going to be Stafford Jefferson Cup. So, I mean, no, not really. Um, I would say I'm right on top of it. I think that that's a matchup, or I think that's from a, a court, from a quarterback standpoint, though. Like, you're not going after. It doesn't Stafford's sound like you're going lower. Stafford's I mean, he's 67. Only 67. Herbert's he's not up there at like 77, 75, 74, 72. Like, yeah, sounds he, like you're he, going. Like I, mean, he, he, I mean, he's the sixth highest. Um, yeah, Price quarterback and yeah. and as it sits right now, I, I show I have Stafford being the second highest owned quarterback. So I would I would argue that I'm right at the top of the yeah. of the quarterback in the stack market. Um, Do we have a question here from our, our good friend from Sunday morning, Mr. Bob Dole? Uh, Dave, I don't know if you got the pleasure of meeting Bob on no. uh, on Sunday when you did it the last week. But no, he's we a no, we frequent didn't. flyer of the show. Um, no, I unfortunately am. Had to be done for the for the season starting this past week, but uh, Bob, glad glad you could join. Question: Gasecki or Ertz this week? Um, I oh man, I haven't back to back in my rankings. I'm uh, I'm going Ertz only because New Orleans defense has been nasty, and at least Indy's not as nasty. <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's not. It's not great either way. Like I don't love either one of them, but. I'm back to back. You guys got any other 
answers. I mean, it's, it's a coin flip. I, I've got them both projected basically at nine points, um, you know, give yeah. or take a little bit. Pretty much. Um, I mean, if we're talking DFS-wise, Hertz is 400 less. Uh, he, he's talking about his lineup. I guarantee it's it's not DFS-related. F- find a coin, put an E yeah. on one side, put a G on the other, <laughs> flip that son of a bitch, and whatever it lands on. Yeah, man, there, they're, they're, they're there's 9 no and 10 on my one. rankings. That's that's a tough one, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry to not be, really be able to help you, but that that's literally one of those, like, just go with your gut. Heads you know? has an E in it. Tails has I in it. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, that that's one of those. All right, so um, so all right, so those were your stacks. I, a couple other questions here. So like a couple other ones. That, and AJ, you know, th- these are yours, man. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you roll with this segment. Yeah, I mean, I I do like Herbert and, and Allen this week. Again, yep. it's a little pricey. Um, Williams, man. I mean, if if Eckler's not playing this week, this there's going to be some pass heavy upside. Again, it is Houston. So the Justin Jackson was my value as well at 4,200. Um, any of that could work. Um, and with Cooks going out, there, there's no need for a run back. Um, yeah. I, I initially had Rojo as a smash play. Or was that you that put him in there? I, didn't I put him in there. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I still, I I still think he is. With all, with all the running backs. On Sunday. I, when you were talking DFS, just don't don't play Rojo, please. I don't. Do, I, do I yourself a favor. I will not. I was like, I didn't put this here. Wait a That's minute. That's me. That's me. So, Sorry, man. He will All not right. be in the lineup that I give you to play, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cordero Patterson at sixty-seven. Okay, I mean he's been pretty money all year long when he's been healthy. Mark Andrews, highest priced, seven thousand. I mean, yeah. especially with Huntley back there, man, that's, yeah, that's mean, hard yeah, to pass up the volume. Huntley, it's always two, tough to pay up a tight end. touchdowns were to Mark Andrews. The other two, Dude, it's tough to pay up a tight end. Dave, all we did last year was pay up a tight end. You and me, whenever we talked, it was go get Kelsey, go or go get Waller. Like, you had to. So now you're yeah, finally Kelsey's finding out. Waller. You don't know about, but, but now we're finally finding the tight end who's getting that volume and producing with it, and you don't want to pay up for it, and it's way cheaper than what Kelsey and Waller were going for last year at this time of the year. Nah, Either way, you, you didn't even hear what I said because I said it's tough to pay up a tight end. I didn't say not to pay up a tight end. Correct. To pay, but to pay up a tight end, that means you've got oh, to of find. Course. Really, good. you've got to find two value spots somewhere else. Usually, we put yeah. that tight end because that's the spot where you can get some production very, very cheaply. It's very yeah. hard to find that elsewhere. Um, I mean, if, if you're playing him, then that means you're probably maybe <sighs> you're stuck playing Fields naked. Maybe you have to play Treadwell. Maybe you have to play Rojo. Um, I mean, those are the yeah, kind of things you have to do. You're going to be looking at some of these other guys. I, I'm not There's opposed no to that, though. I like it. I, I don't hate it, man. Well, I'm not opposed to taking Jefferson. your money this week. So, <laughs> Okay. You know, maybe that, that few hundred dollars you save with going Cousins over Stafford somehow makes it work, but then you got a lot of value. I mean, yeah, you're not you playing Cup and Jefferson and Andrews. So, I mean, no, I, 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 feel like, no. I feel like it's so prohibitive. Most weeks, but it depends. We'll see. I mean, Andrews is going to be so popular this week, though. I feel yeah, like, yeah. So I mean, like, but I mean, that there, would be. There's... But in cash, that's that might be okay. Yeah, but cash. Anyway. I don't care. About it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if Eckler is out and you can plug Jackson in, um, 
you know, there, there's a lot of ways you can get to Andrews in, in a COVID week. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you play Fields and Jackson, and you can probably fit in Cup, Jefferson, and Andrews if that's the route you wanted to take yeah. and, you know, punt your D. Again, this, like, like this is something you said earlier. Like, you're not using all of these guys, but these are just – Names. It's something yeah, you said to are, us off air. These are just the names that like kind of get our attention. That I would mm-hmm. smash on you know, somewhere. Yeah, right. Like I'm gonna build a lineup with Andrew somewhere. Like if I'm one who builds multiple lineups with multiple yeah. types, Andrew's probably gonna be in a few of them. I just don't see a way not to have that happen. And the last one here is one that I threw in, AJ, and it's James Robinson, man. Fifty nine hundred against the Jets. Who Dave, you threw the stat out before the show and I and I knew it. Uh, you just said it before it. What they're averaging, the Jets are allowing how many more points to running backs on average? Uh, I think it was five. I think they're averaging 28 points a game to running backs. Uh, yep, 28, 28 points a game. And next wow. up are the uh, Ferocious Lions at twenty, almost wow. 24. And, uh, so and, and, and what's the a, one a, thing the Jags different. are actually good at doing? <laughs> Running the ball. With James Firing Robinson. coaches, hiring strippers, yeah, kicking, kicking kickers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, Damn it. Yeah, for I know there's a reason why we did the show together, AJ. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to our fades, man. So who are some guys that you're looking at? Not not named Ronald Jones. Uh, that you want to? F- you're just you're off. No matter what the price is, you're 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 out. Yeah, I mean, usually that's, you know, guys that are higher price or guys that are expected to be popular. Um, now, I mean, my main guy may be irrelevant because he may be out. But, um, I mean, for me, Austin Eckler is a guy that I don't care if he's 100% fully healthy. I wouldn't touch him. Really? Um, no, man. I mean, and, and I'll break it down a little bit. But, I mean, all season long, he, I think he's been one of the most overrated guys in, in DFS. If you were to if, – if I were to say – Hey, Austin Eckler is top 10 in, in touches per game. You would go, oh, yeah, no shit he is. He's probably higher than that, right? Yeah. He's 16th in, in average touches per game. Um, it's been very what, efficient this week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Not what you would expect. You know, when you think of Eckler, I mean, the reason that people want to play him is because he's you kind of can't game script him out, theoretically. You know, he's, he's obviously the number one running back. He's one of the better pass-catching running backs in the game, but – He's not even in the top 15 in touches. And with Dalvin Cook out this week, he is the most expensive running back this week by a lot. He's $700 more expensive than the next, you know, um, you know, the, the, that the next matchup, closest man. price guy. That's what does it, but yeah. It with, does, with... but he's too risky for me. Um, he's not a guy that I've been on at all this season and has never once bit me in the ass. Um, Austin Eckler is a guy, even if fully healthy, would not touch this week. Yeah, I, I think... Even if he comes off COVID, I'm, I'm kind of with you um, yeah. only because he's also dealing with injuries. And I don't think those injuries – and you saw it even last week, right? He he saw a lot of touches go to Justin Jackson, you know, that we've never really seen that before. Like, yeah, he doesn't get the snap share as some of these other running backs, but the touches and, like, Justin Jackson was, like, really – getting involved more than we've ever seen before this whole year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on Eckler. I, I don't want to pay up for that. Um, you got any more? I mean, the only other one, um, and I guess we've indirectly talked about this as well, um, and that's Jamar Chase. 
Um, another guy that I'm just I'm not I'm not interested in this week. Um, I think a lot of people will will be interested because the last matchup against the Ravens, he had eight catches for 201 yards and a touchdown. He I mean that's uh, that's almost yeah that's almost 40 points. Since that game, he has only averaged a little over 11 points per game, and he is a wide receiver three on his own team. Um, so he's the eighth most expensive wide receiver this week. Uh, that is not a guy that I'm paying up for, especially in a matchup where, like I've said, I think that they're going to run the ball as much as they possibly can out of Mixon. And I see that being a low-scoring, hit-the-under kind of game. So I, I, I'm off on, on Jamar Chase. I, like, I'm off on Chase only because I think the recent performance has not been there for him. Um, and like as somebody if, like you who touts you know, volume, 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 his volume is fluctuating. It's been up as high as 13 since that game at Baltimore. It's been at eight a couple times, but it's also been down at three and four and six. So the volume is like just all over the place, and it's hard to predict um, because they've got a lot of weapons on that team. And so, you know, teams have realized after the first half of the season, like, oh, this Jamar Chase guy, he's pretty good. Maybe we should go cover him. Um, so there's that. And then. But I do disagree with you to where I think this game's going to be a drag out in the trenches, run heavy game. Because the one thing the Ravens can do is stop the run. So like the if the if the Bengals are going to beat the Ravens, they're going to have to pass. That's what I think has to happen. Um, so I don't know. We disagree with it there. I I do agree with you on, on Chase. But um, AJ, why don't you take it away with with a couple of your fades here? Letters choice. Holy crap! Are you in beer like five? Brooklyn winter <laughs> pale ale. Hammer. Winter, no, do you yep. want me to finish? No winter IPA. Sorry, <laughs> red red IPA. No, I don't want you to finish, Dick. I'm trying to steal my thunder. <laughs> TB12 fade. We already talked about it. Seventy four hundred. Gronk fade. Sixty two hundred. Love See ya. it. Rojo fade. Fifty one hundred. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. It's like Nobody I wrote cares. your fades. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, seventy six hundred fade. Get out. I would yep. rather pay for any of the other guys that we already talked about. Uh, Dawson Knox, also a fade for me. Eh, fifty three hundred, whatever. DK, we talked about at sixty four. Mixon, for me, I think Dave's I, gonna disagree with you. It sounds like I think he will, but it's sixty nine. For we some of these other guys that we can get, I mean, you can save two hundred bucks and get a Stafford Cup stack going on. Well, let's, let's Najee let's Harris down the the running back is seventy four hundred fade for me. So let's go back to mix and about save take it away bucks and go get some Madison. No, there, there's a it. humongous difference between redraft and, and DFS. Like I can say that if I have Joe Mixon in redraft. That oh, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm plugging I'm gonna, him I'm in. Gonna, I'm going to play him no problem, no questions asked. And then on the reversal, I can say I'm not touching him in DFS. Yeah, of course. Um, and and yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not going to touch Mixon. Um, but, I mean, he is projected to be, well, not too bad. He's about the 10th highest owned um, running back. And that's, I mean, that's not it, 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 no, it's not bad. But, I mean, his, bad. His, his value, so, you know, his expected points – compared to his dollar amount makes him a, a terrible play. So yeah. because I, again, I think that game is going to drastically hit the under. Uh, I just don't see the value in playing Mixon. So I love Mixon and I think they're going to try to get him as many carries as possible. 
Um, I just don't see the the actual mm-hmm. production hitting there for DFS purposes. It's just mm-hmm. there's too many good values at running back for me. Basically, <laughs> I mean, when you look at it, when you, you consider the guys, <laughs> when when you consider the guys that are out, <laughs> Mixon actually ends up becoming the second most expensive running back on the slate. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just, that, that's and, what that's really that's what I was looking at too, and it's like, yeah, not happening. Like way expensive and by the way the tennessee titans just beat san fran uh, by three that's that's been over on my screen it was like a while two (laughs) minutes ago relax aj brown balled out by the way so oh shit 11 for 145 and a touch damn then i legit did not expect that So anyway, value plays. Okay, so we're going with Joe Burrow, fifty nine hundred. Why not? Um, if you can get some of these other higher priced guys with your cups, your Jeffersons, your Ro—not <laughs> Joe Rojo, Joe uh, James Robinson. Sure, why not? Uh, Burrow, fifty nine hundred is not an ugly play because you can pass on Baltimore if you haven't watched any of the uh, nearly two hours of the show. We've mentioned that a time or two. <laughs> Justin Jackson, I already said, 4,200 if Eckler's out. Uh, these are yours, Joe. You can... All right, well, real quick. We have a, sh- a question specifically for Dave here. Serve 5. He's asking about the Lions run game versus the Falcons this week. We'll break it down 30 seconds. I mean... Dave? I mean, like, like I said earlier in the show, like, you know, four and a half weeks ago, um, you know, the Lions offensive line is healthy now. Um, and they've, they've got one of the better, you know, offensive lines in the game. And so that's where, you know, Craig Reynolds had, you know, has had good games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's, that's fine. And if I look here, it looks like the Falcons are giving up. Uh, let's see, one, two, three. Oh, four. there it is. I love it. I'm glad you asked this question, sir. Five yeah. Falcons. So, I, so love I love it. Eight. He's a Star Wars fan. He doesn't even know it. I definitely <laughs> not. But, I mean, they're giving up the eight totally points always forget to about running that. back. So, yeah, I think especially if Swift is in there, I mean – yeah, I mean it's it's a good matchup. So you, depending on you should just start calling them the Atlanta Millennium Falcons, and I'm good with it. Like we're done. I don't even know what that means. Oh, make but. me waste beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a holiday game. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, sorry. I always laugh when you say that, and I know it's do. been it's been so long. I forget. Anyway, all right. Uh, the last couple guys here, I'm gonna throw in here, and look. I get it. They're not like super sexy plays, but it's a value pick, man. I still do like Antonio Brown just from a volume standpoint. I still, you know, especially if Mike Evans is there, the volume, it might be even better. I don't know it, that probably, the volume's going to be there, though, Joy. Why I not? Who you, the hell else are they going to go to? But who's, Rojo, but who's the thing? He's healthy. You don't Everything know we've heard is volume. that he's come back and he's looked good. So I, I just. What are you? That I'm reading that he's that he's looking like his old self. Like I, I'm the volume <laughs> Which guy. Because there's not, about six of playing Brown. True. <laughs> I don't know. At forty nine hundred, I think I, I mean, mean look if if you gotta go down that far in receivers, I mean like Yeah, a, Gabe Davis is down there and that's the last one we had on the list when we kinda gave that away earlier. But after that, man, it gets real ugly. I mean, like there's just not a lot down there for receivers. So like, you know, yeah, I, I wanna pay up a receiver. But like, if you've got to pay down to get a third receiver, 
I think you can do far worse than Antonio Brown in, in some cases if well, you got to go but, take a dart throw. That's where that's going in my mind. Right, but the and Gabe Davis becomes, is there too for me. But the problem becomes Antonio Brown is going to be one of the top three, four, five owned receivers. So yeah. even if he goes crazy, it's not like you're. It's not like you're lapping the field. Not gaining. Um, well, so I, yeah. look the way I view these, and you know this, Dave, because you know we talk DFS all the time on Sundays. I, I do cash, right? So like in a cash lineup, Antonio Brown is probably not going to kill you. No, in a cash lineup, then yeah, you can plug him in there. Cause right, I don't care I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm look. I don't even pretend to be able to build GPPs. Like, I'm, that's a different. That's a different ball game in my mind. I am not there yet. I, I'm looking more strictly cash. So I think Antonio Brown is definitely in play. And then again, Gabe Davis kind of rounds out my my value play there. Um, just. Because, you know, especially because we know Beasley's out, Sanders is out. I know it's a tough matchup, but Gabe Davis has been performing still only 4700 That's kind of shocking that his price has not gone up. Um, yeah. I mean, there's guys above him who I want literally nothing to do with. I mean, Kenny Galladay is still a little more expensive than him. Ooh. I cannot figure out why Kenny Galladay is Sorry, 300 Merry Christmas. <laughs> Suck it, Giants. <laughs> like, why uh, is Kenny Galladay you know still coming. expensive? <laughs> I had to throw a Giants dig in there just so AJ could say that. But all right, man, Dave, uh, we've run long. I appreciate you for hanging out and being a being a yeah, trooper tonight. But um, I blame AJ hundred yeah, percent. Anyway, definitely AJ's fault. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, before we let you bounce and we close out the show, uh, let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on this season and, and oh, next man. season, I guess next year. Uh, I guess, well, at this point. you can, well, I mean, if you, if you're not following me on Twitter already, then you, you probably never will. So, um, <laughs> but if you want to, you can right there at Corpoletti, but, uh, yeah, we got the DFS or DFS Jesus. We got the dynasty baseball stuff, uh, kicking off pretty soon. I've got, mm-hmm. I've got five different mm-hmm. writers covering everything from prospects to dynasty strategy um you, you know you name it it's there so if you go to the the fantasy six-pack site uh you can go to the baseball tab go to the dynasty tab obviously you start with my rankings and then you you work your way down from there but obviously um, but yeah obviously <laughs> but yeah i mean it it's, it's never too soon if you're playing dynasty baseball i know that you're interested in you know the first year player draft stuff and my guy jason beckner uh, is going to be putting out an article here before too long. We did a, a fantasy six pack uh, mock that that he's going to break down a little bit. So um, basically, come the first of the year through I don't know the end of September, um, you're going to have five articles a week plus you know dynasty rankings and prospect rankings to check out. Absolutely, yeah, man. Even if like honestly, even if you aren't in dynasty, like checking out those rankings sometimes gives you an insight in redraft leagues, like of the players that you should be looking for who are going to get called up soon and like can make a difference right away. Like everybody already knows, like the top five, ten guys who are going to get called up. Like everybody knew Acuna, so like that wasn't a surprise. But sometimes there's those guys in your redraft leagues that get called up and they are major major difference makers and uh so like those redraft rankings and the prospect rankings can give you that like advantage and that insight earlier than everybody else in your league so something so you else want to think you want to give want me to give you one kind of name that I, from a dynasty perspective it, it's it's not an uncommon name but from a redraft perspective maybe on absolutely nobody's radar but a sure. guy that not only has a chance to potentially break opening day but to get called up fairly soon that isn't gonna get a lot of hype Bryson Stott from the Phillies. So just 
Take that name. He's the guy you could get at the that's very good. end of your draft. That's Here, I can't do this. About. Yeah. A- AJ likes this. AJ's yeah, a Phillies fan, so he like Oh, yeah? It. Okay, well, there you go. So AJ so, knows that I'm not full of shit. Yeah, I don't go. think... Do you have yeah. any Philly stuff back there? I don't see it. Do I have... I'm sorry, what? Do I have You wearing any Phillies gear? I know you have I'm, Eagles wearing, stuff on. He's got a Phillies thong Phillies on right stuff. now. All right, whatever. Yeah, All right, that's cool. right. I ran the Phillies 5K. <laughs> Only 5K I ever did. And I ran the whole fucking thing. No, I didn't. No, no, never. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> that's the beer. That's, that's the beer talking. Lie. All right. Anyway, uh, I he, ran sure most hell, he sure as hell drove it though. One yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> I I killed a lot of runners in that. Google mapped it. Thing. No, you don't want a Google satellite that. It's just red. It's ugly. But Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> let, let's try to close this out before the two hour mark actually hits. Because good lord, nobody's gonna actually listen to this show. All right, um, Dave. Thank you for coming on, man. It was a great time. We'll have to thank do it again, buddy. man. Peace out. Merry Christmas, Dave. All right, AJ, uh, I don't want to ask you if you have anything else to add because I'm afraid it'll be like a 20-minute I don't, monologue. no. I don't, no. Aloysius. Right. So we're good. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Go Hokies. Um, they almost beat Duke last night. Man, it was such a close game, by the way. Oh, I'm so sad. What the hell are you doing? All right, I'm done. It's been a long show. Congrats. Great career. Be gone. We'll be back next week for... Fantasy football final week. It's the final. Study up, people. Peace.